0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to our fourth edition of PA Latinos Juntos, a podcast series brought to you by the Institute of Leadership, Education, Advancement, and Development. Once again, I'm delighted to have my co-host with me, David Castro, who is the CEO and president of the Institute of Leadership. David, welcome to our fourth show. We are just on a roll. We have a very, very exciting guest with us today. Um someone that I have known for more than for more than twenty years of my uh, personal and professional life. Um, so we're gonna have a lot of fun um, speaking with with our a guest that I'm about to bring on in a few seconds. So David, as you know, we are we have just wrapped up um, the u s. census count um, heading into the importance of voting. And our next guest that we are bringing on board, he had placed such, a critical role uh, in his leadership capacity. Um, You know, I I have so much affection for Norman Bristol-Cologne, but for the sake of our listeners throughout the world, we want them to know that uh, Norman Bristol-Cologne, he was appointed by the governor um, to really lead the importance of the 2020 census complete count. He is known as the exec director for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And there's not a city or town or borough that Norman has had numerous of press conferences, um, numerous venues. I mean, Norman has, has even been visiting, you know, the Amish, um, and making sure that they're getting counted. So he's been all over the state, um, and there's so many successes that this young man has had, um, you know, that I'm just delighted to to be his friend and to be his brother. So, and saying all that, Norman, welcome to our podcasting show, and bienvenido, Norman,
1: Angela and, and David. You know, thank you for allowing me allowing me the opportunity to join you today. Uh, you know, on this new endeavor that I know is going to have a great positive impact. In the, you know, and the census is so important that you are talking about. Uh, and now this new endeavor that you and David are joining forces in, because the census is going to show that we are finally one million Latinos in Pennsylvania. Wow. Uh, and the more, you know, uh, uh, initiative like this that we have, uh, better we will be uh, moving into the two million Latinos for the next uh, decade.
0: And you know, it's amazing, Norman, you have been such a champion on the one million strong campaign, and you've been leading that effort for several years now. And it's amazing on how contagious that becomes and how inspiring that becomes as we continue to be counted as Latinos in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania as one million strong. And you know, what's really interesting is that about several years ago, you you took your one million campaign on the road. You know, talk to us about that a little bit. You started with the with the Pennsylvania Latino Convention, and I know that you and I have had similar history in the past, but what inspired you to bring all of us together uh, once again?
1: Well, uh, as you were mentioning at the beginning, Angel, I know you for exactly 22 years. Uh, we have been in, you know, working together since the two of us still has some hair. Uh, <laughs> we have lost it, you know, some of it, uh, but it is, Uh, You know, I'm going to blame the Latino community for that. Uh, We have been in in the trenches working together, establishing an agenda for the Latino community of Pennsylvania. And for many years, you know, you ran for office. I was there for you. Uh, The governor, Governor Rendell appointed me to the executive director of Latino affairs. You were there for me. But then in between, there was kind of a pause, a pause that all the work that... Angel Figueroa did in, in Reading when he was elected the first uh, Latino in the city council. And then after the many years that I spent with Governor Rendell, there was not a comprehensive statewide Latino agenda anymore. Uh, and that's why, you know, we look and we said it has to be data driven, it has to be research based, and it has to be, you know, we with a, an intentional approach for policy impact. And that's why You know, when we were looking at the numbers, um, Angel and I, when we worked, you know, and this is for the benefit of of the audience, Angel and I, when we started working together, there were only 300,000 Latinos in Pennsylvania. And at some point, Angel, I felt that back then we had a little bit more power and influence. Mm -hmm. So, you know, now that we are almost at one million, and we look at uh, you know at the trajectory of so many great Latinos that have been doing so m- much great work in Pennsylvania, but then when you look at the agenda, it wasn't there, and that's why it was up on us, it was up on you, it was up on our brother you know Pedro Cortez and so many others to really say we need to do something, and we need to establish an agenda for the almost one million Latinos that the census now is going to say one million you know. THAT IS INDEPENDENT FROM ANY POLITICAL PARTY, YOU, you, you AND I KNOW WHY, uh, you know, and, AND ONCE AGAIN FOR THE BENEFIT OF, of THOSE LISTENING, uh, Angela AND I KNOW WHY BECAUSE WE CANNOT, WE CANNOT ALLOW ANY POLITICAL PARTY TO DICTATE WHAT IS THE FUTURE OF THE LATINO COMMUNITY OF PENNSYLVANIA AND THAT'S WHY THIS APPROACH HAS BEEN SO INDEPENDENT and that's fire
0: this is exactly why you know you and i we, we we have so much energy and synergy together we we speak our minds and we support we support our people and you know i want to give credit where credit is due my my mi hermano david castro eh, en en su manera de ser que está practicando el español eh pasó un, un verano entero en un país donde él se envolvió a hablar español y vino para atrás You know what, Angel, we need to start a statewide Latino advocacy um, entity, nonpartisan vehicle that we could yell at partisan politicians that are not fulfilling the agenda of the Latino community. And so off we went and unveiling PA Latino Juntos. Um, which is that statewide vehicle. And as you can remember, Norman, you and I both served in a leadership role with the Pennsylvania State Latino Coalition. And and as much um, fun we had, we were definitely making an impact in the state. As you could attest, whenever we had our annual conferences, every governor, every politician came through as they're doing with, with your event now. And this is why we support your event so much because it is so critical. So David, Let's talk about, with Norman, sort of the essence of PA Latinos and why having someone like Norman be with us is so critical.
2: Well, and it goes to what you were saying, Norman, the incredible growth in the population. And I think people are very surprised also to see where that growth has taken place. Everyone assumes that most of the Latino population is in Philadelphia. And we know that the growth has been enormously in, uh, you know, through into the Southeastern, into, you know, what we call the 222 Corridor it is no longer just a Philadelphia population. In fact, I think, it, could you talk about that, the growth of the Latino community outside of Philadelphia
1: over the last, uh, say, 10 years? It's, it's significant, isn't it? It, it is, and, and, and let me just give you uh, a quick uh, example of the, of the power of the 222 Latino corridor. Uh, Angel and I, and, and by saying this, I'm gonna, gonna tell people our age But Angela and I, we have been working in U.S. presidential campaigns together since 2000. So in 2000, when Al Gore was running against George Bush, that's when we noticed that something magical was happening in Pennsylvania's 222 corridor. And that magic, you know, dance salsa, that magic ate Arroz con habichuelas y pastelillo. That magic (laughs) was selling Al Capuria somewhere. And it was amazing to us that in the next presidential campaign, which is, you know, now we look back and we were so young and and now we, we say, wow, in the next presidential campaign when Kerry was challenging Bush, that's when the CNNs of the world and the NBCs of the world started calling the 222 Latino corridor. We made them say it. We made them visit. We were directing the narrative. We didn't allow anybody else to do it but ourselves. Why? Because we saw the numbers. You know, when you look at Reading with a population that over 80% of the students today are Latinos. When you look at Lancaster, 60%, Lebanon, over 50%. That means that the future of those places well not the future the present of those places as angel and i envisioned it almost 20 years ago is happening today and it is latino it is diverse and it is extremely young Mm -hmm. this is the youngest uh, community in our commonwealth you know david uh, and i know that you are a man of data so you love numbers but the medium age for Pennsylvanians is about 41, 42. Mm. For Latinos, it's about 25. But then, wow. if you take and you look at the numbers of Latinos in Reading, with an 84% uh, student population in the school district, that median age then comes down to about 17. Wow, That is mm. a young community.
0: Well, in addition to that, hermano, and and también encima de all the many things that you've accomplished, most recently, you were elected as the president of the National Puerto Rican Agenda for the Pennsylvania State Chapter. Um, and, And I was just so delighted, and what better person to have lead that effort but yourself. And, you know, we were just having a conversation earlier that while the National Puerto Rican Agenda has obvious agendas and I would like for you to elaborate on that but on the same topic of voter engagement and I think I think it was you that actually shared this insight and I often struggled why is it that why is it that overwhelmingly Puerto Ricans on the island they come out and super numbers super forces and voting enormously but that's not the same situation here in cities like, Reddings and Allentowns and other predominantly Puerto Rican communities. I mean, why do you think that is? And what can we do? What type of adobo or sazon do we need to add to our community to make sure that Puerto Ricans are voting in record numbers as they are in the island?
1: You know, and and I I could make many, you know, excuses, but you and I have been in this for so long that that voting is fundamental. It is fundamental to change the quality of life. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it to another level, not, not the, the Norman that really uh, fights for Latinos to continue voting. I'm going to take it to the systemic discrimination and racism that our community has faced, that many times they are campaigning for individuals in Lancaster, in Reading, in New York, everywhere. And those same individuals, they turn their back on them. And they are the one, you know, creating bad policy that will have a negative impact on that community. So, in return, this community that have been abused, that have been neglected, that have been discriminated for, you know, in in the case of the Puerto Rican community, I'm talking about 50 years of that discrimination happening, then in return, they, they have never seen a system in Pennsylvania that has worked effectively for them, so they are not voting anymore. Mm-hmm. And now we have the enormous responsibility, and this is, you know, I'm so glad that you mentioned this, because now we have the enormous responsibility to make sure that, and as you have been watching the news, the our you know, we cannot allow anyone to be the author of our books. We have to be the writers of that book. And when you are reading now the narrative of the Latin, of the Puerto Rican community in Pennsylvania and in Florida, if you saw both major political presidential candidates in the United States of America, when we were celebrating National Hispanic Heritage Month, they made it a point about what? About Puerto Rico. And you know why? Because we are changing, we are writing these stories, and we are saying, In order for you to make it to the White House, in order for you to make it to the White House, you have to go through the streets of Reading, through the streets of Lancaster, through the the streets of Philadelphia, because if that Puerto Rican vote don't get out and vote for whoever candidate, one is going to be a winner and the other is going to be the loser. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's how we have been so effective through the national Puerto Rican agenda to say... You know, yes, we are proud of coming from the motherland and we are going to fight for the 3 million Puerto Ricans in the island. But let's face it, we cannot forget that we have 6 million Puerto Ricans in the diaspora that are suffering, that have been discriminated, and that the number one issue could be poverty. And in order for us to eradicate poverty in the Puerto Rican community, we have to get them to the polls and we have to get them voting.
0: That's exactly right, Norman. And you're you're right on pointing, Madame. And nuevamente quiero decir a nuestros listeners, so please go and visit us at palatinosjuntos.org. We have our wonderful guest with us today, Norman Colon, who is definitely a trailblazer. He has broken so many barriers, not just locally, but even nationally, um, and creating multiple platforms to serve as a voice of reason, but more importantly, a voice of advocacy for our community and particular communities of all colors. And he has been doing that for Ever since I've known him And that's why we have so much love for each other So Norman You just wrapped up A very successful Statewide U.S. Census count and, and and I have to tell you I've never seen the the Mobilization efforts Under your leadership with U.S. Census And I just I sincerely want to take time out To applaud you and recognize you And I know that you don't do this for 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 no credit But the fact is that had it not been for your leadership, I believe that this governor would not have fund certain initiatives and the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania make sure that our communities got counted. So for that, I want to give you my own recognition and applause to you and your leadership because our communities were able to do a robust U.S. Census count and and hopefully we will see those rewards um, come to fruition in the next several months. So, you know... um, I know that many communities have benefited from this. Um, And now as we've been having a very passionate conversation about voting engagement, my, my bottom line question is what, what is the future is going to look like for Norman Bristol Cologne? I mean, what, I know that you've entered public office and, and uh, what does that future look like for, for my brother?
1: Well, you, you know, uh, I like uh, sometimes to be, in, in the middle of it all and sometimes I just want to be behind the scenes and making sure that we have uh, you know some progress going on. Uh, I believe that uh, from now on when, when it comes to the political arena you know we can never say never you know we might run for office we might not uh, but if, if we can be somehow influencers in making sure that we are holding elected officials accountable to appoint Latinos and Puerto Ricans to position on leadership, then I will be happy to, to be you know, in, in that position to, to hold these individuals accountable. Um, you know, we, we, we were able to really move uh, on one side of the aisle, the agenda of Puerto Rico. And, and hopefully, uh, the, if we have a new president, that person is gonna be establishing uh, a direct office between Puerto Rico and the president of the United States to address the issues of of the island. That's something that we are fighting for. Uh, And if collectively, our people is gonna benefit better when we do this type of work that you and I have been working for so many years. You know, uh, we have, when you look at, at the Latino population in Pennsylvania compared to many other states, it's not the largest. But I always say we might not be the largest, but we are the most effective. We have been able to secure Latinos, you know, through secretaries of state, uh, Mm -hmm. secretary for aging, secretary for education, deputy secretaries of health. So we have been extremely effective. Um, And I think that that is not only the work, uh, of, of myself in the future. It's also your work, Angel, because this is something that we have been able to build for for the Commonwealth, and now is not the time to let it go.
0: And I would agree with you. I would absolutely agree with you. And uh, you know, it's it's been worth um, losing the hair um, from the top <laughs> of my head. So, te, te, sinceramente, te lo digo con mucho cariño. So, Dave, any closing remarks for you, my brother, before we? No, I- we have- Stop with Norman.
2: I just want to echo your thanks uh, to Norman uh, Norman you spoke today with such passion and truth and power and I know that it's going to the work that you're doing is going to continue and we're we're just grateful to be by your side um, as 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 we all go forward and uh, we're we're so excited to to have you today on PA Latinos Juntos. <laughs> So, Elmano, closing
0: closing remarks, Norman, please inspire, tell our community why they need to go out and exercise their freedom and exercise their their right to vote on Election Day, Elmano.
1: Well, you know, if you are like me, that came to this country with your packets empty, uh, but they were full of hopes and dreams and aspirations, independently of where you come from, whether you come from Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, or Cuba or Mexico, if you are like me, that you were raised by a single mother on public welfare, if you are like me, that many times I had to make a decision whether to buy food for lunch or dinner or buy my books for college, I agree, and I believe that many of the Latinos are just like me and you, Angel. So if they want to change those realities, they have to get involved. If they want to really build. A more fair future for the children, they have to get involved. And the only way to do so is by getting to the polls on November 3rd. This is possibly the most consequential election in our lifetime. And I say this not because it, it sounds good politically, but the consequences of staying in the sidelines are so huge, especially for the Latino community, that I urge nuestros hermanos y hermanas Latinos. ...de todo el estado de Pensilvania... ...que están escuchando este este programa... ...el día de hoy... ...que si tú crees... ...en un futuro prometedor... ...para nuestra gente... ...en que juntos podamos... ...como dice tu tu nueva organización Ángel... ...Pensilvania... eh, ...Latinos Juntos... ...y si, si ustedes creen... ...en que juntos podemos... ...verdaderamente... erradicar la pobreza... ...crear empleos... ...y darle una calidad de vida... ...con dignidad y respeto a nuestra gente... Tenemos que salir a votar.
0: That is so well said, hermano. Sinceramente, muchas gracias de, de parte de PIE Latinos Juntos, de, de tu hermano Ángel y David. Tú sabes, vamos a seguir luchando, vamos a seguir para adelante. Um, to all of my listeners that are out there, please go out there and exercise your right to vote on November 3rd. Vote as if your life matters. Vote as if as if you want to define what your future is going to look like. Vote as if there is no tomorrow. So again, so stay tuned
2: to- to- Stay tuned to our next show. Yeah, yeah, votespa.com. Go to votespa.com if you need help. Norman and his team have done an amazing job of making that a resource for you.
0: Thank you so much, David. Y nuevamente, gracias, mi hermano, and Norman. Te quiero mucho. Again, to my listeners, thank you so much. Continue to stay engaged, stay focused, and stay inspired. Peace.